Hi, everyone. I am Stumble Siddiqui, Mayor of the City. And I'm, Al- I'm Alana Mellon, Vice Mayor, and this is our podcast, Women Are Here. Happy end of October. It's wild. I cannot believe November is next month. <laughs> like, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Wow. Yeah, and, like, I, it's so dark in the mornings when I wake up, and dark oh. when you're, like, walking home from work. I just, I don't get it. When did this happen? <laughs> I know. I want time to stop a little bit. I really love October. It's like October and September are like my favorite months and they just seem yeah. to fly by, which is terrible because they're so like, I love to wear a good sweater, a nice boots, um, flannel, <laughs> flannel. Um, but I like the sunny, warm middle of the days. Like that's my favorite thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've, had a, done a new thing in October. Um, instead of watching, coming home late at night after all my meetings, I have been trying not to do the TV thing anymore. Um, I mean, of course, I'm still addicted to TV, but I'm giving myself <laughs> a break and I've started reading. <laughs> As you know, reading. Uh, so I don't know if I've told you this. I love memoirs. You do? Yeah. I only really read memoirs. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fiction is just, I'm like, no thanks. <laughs> Waste of time. <laughs> so I started reading uh, Viola Davis's memoir. Have you? Uh, know I'm anything about her? I'm not, a me- I'm not a memoir person, but I do love her. Her story is just amazing. And I think she's just such a phenomenal actress. And, oh. The what she's, I mean, her story is very, very powerful and everything she's been through. And um, so it's really good. Um, so I'm almost done with that. And I can fill any, fill you in later about her life. Um, but yeah, she, she's, she studied at Juilliard, which she did not like. She hated Juilliard because there was a lot of problems with the institution, problems when she was there. Um, she just persevered and persevered. So, I love the book. I said, like, I'm almost done. And then Matthew Perry's memoir is coming out next week. I know you love him. I was obsessed with him. Obsessed with him in when I was. Chandler Bing. Chandler Bing. My mom calls him Matthew Penny. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, oh, gosh, Matthew Penny, you know, and like, I had posters of him. I cried when he went to rehab. Did you not know what, what rehab was? You know, like, I was just like, he's, you know, all these news headlines, right? Like, I right. literally, this guy, he's, he's been a quite, he was not, he's been a, was an addict for a long, long time and um, opiates and so forth. So I'm looking forward to um, the, the, uh, the amount I want to read that. Well, I can't wait to hear all about it. I'm, I- <laughs> Can't wait to hear about more about Chandler Bing, Matthew Penny, his life. <laughs> um, I am reading a book also that I am very much enjoying, which is Lovey Ajay's. It's called Professional Troublemaker. Mm. Um, and it's all about how to be a troublemaker. And like, there's a lot of good stuff in there. And the part that I'm on right now that I'm really enjoying is um, she's there's like a whole chapter on. Um, givers and takers um, and how people who are givers um 
don't often take and that it can be really harmful um, for people who are like, they love to give, right? Like they love to give their time. They love to give their energy. They love to give a, a lot of themselves, but they rarely take. And that it's just being a giver to someone else is very satisfying, right? And if, if you're not letting people give to you, then um, you're not, you're not giving them that, that like, that like beautiful thing that happens between two people. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to break some habits and um, I I just have found it really, really interesting. This whole like concept of givers and takers and, and how to break yourself out of the mold that you're in and, and really become um, a more balanced on the giving and the taking. So Hmm. I really think she, she's so funny and her writing is really, really funny. It's, it's like sitting down to talk to your friend who's like hysterically funny. Um, But it's also been really helpful. I think in like my professional life, trying to figure out like, how am I going to be more of a troublemaker? Um, you know, nobody changes the world by not shaking some trees. Right. So anyways, I highly recommend it. It's really good. I mean, I, I think, you know, she's a lot, <laughs> um, but in small doses, it's been a really good book. Do you own it? I do. Can I borrow it after you're done? Yeah. Well, I mean, you're gonna be very busy with your Matthew Penny <laughs> <laughs> memoir, but well, certainly when you're done with that, you can absolutely borrow it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I pre-ordered Matthew Perry's and it's coming out on Tuesday, and then I'm going, as you know, to my cousin's wedding in Mississippi, so I'll finish it while there, and then I'll come back and read this book. That's right, and we've got a we've got a trip coming up together, so we've got a lot. Of, you've you've got like a, some airline miles Rack- reading. Yeah, <laughs> so we did have quite the week. Uh, so we have some fun things to report on, and then some events. So. We'll start with uh, boards and commissions, something both of us have been working on for a long time, and it's finally being implemented, uh, which is stipends for board and commission members who spend many hours a week uh, doing this work. Uh, And, you know, if we want to diversify our boards, particularly those that have a huge say on what gets built in the city, we have to provide some kind of compensation for people um, who are you know, there and giving up, you know, possibly paid work to be there, giving up family time to be there. Uh, and, you know, we, we're really excited about that. So it's being planned for the Board of Zoning Appeal Planning Board and Historical Commission uh, starting January 2023. And so right now we actually have two openings on the BZA. You posted about it. I posted about it. Um, the specific amounts will be $6,000 annual stipend to all planning board members, uh, 2,500 annual stipend to all Cambridge Historical Commission members, 3,500 annual stipend to all, all full members of the BZA, and then a $2,000 stipend to all associate uh, members of the BZA. So that's a, it's a big update. Um, the report that came back to us on Monday night also talked a lot about recruitment and developing a standard operating procedure for recruiting candidates to boards and commission, which is better aligned with uh, our current city staff recruitment standard opportunity uh, operating procedures, which is, you know, drafting a clear and inclusive posting, uh, really standardizing where we're advertising, you know, the length of the posting period, screening and interviewing applicants, gathering demographic information, um, you know, onboarding with uh, diversity training. And so, 
starting in 2023, the city will also begin to offer the following trainings to, to everyone, which is identity awareness and structural racism, microaggressions in the workplace, unconscious bias in the workplace. So this is a big step. Um, there's a lot more work to be done, right? Like we have a lot of boards and commissions. And so some of the work will also be, you know, looking into, okay, do we really need so many boards and commissions? Um, so it, it was a compelling um it was a compelling report. Yeah, I mean, and thank you for the the years of work that you put into this. I know, you know, this was a, a team effort, but um, it's something that, you know, we have been talking about for a long time, especially around like those boards where, you know, they spend a, quite a minute, uh, quite a bunch of time, like planning board, BZA, historical, um, preparing for the meetings, being at the meetings. Some of those, like the planning board will go until midnight, one in the morning. Um, the BZA can go really long and there's all the prep work that happens beforehand. And, you know, if you think about who can serve on a board without being compensated, it's, you know, you're, you're not going to be able to get that diversity on those boards that you are were really wanting, um, especially if they're making those pretty big housing decisions uh, in the city. So it's exciting that, you know, we're going to be providing those stipends. I already had two people reach out to me before we had this announcement to say, I would love to be uh, applying to the BZA in those two openings, but I can't if they're not stipended positions. So hopefully this will diversify the pool a little bit and and bring some different candidates forward because um, I think that's really important. And then, you know, making sure that we're like recruiting, advertising, screening and, and interviewing applicants. I mean, a lot of that stuff is just like kind of haphazard. So really standardizing the procedure. And I have to give the the city manager, a huge shout out and his team for like putting together such a comprehensive re response. It took a little while, but I, I think it was really worth, um, worth the wait. So we're glad to see that on Monday night. Um, another big item that, um, garnered a lot of attention was we, uh, the city council on Monday night voted to eliminate, um, all parking minimums and, and set all parking requirements to zero, which has made us the first Massachusetts city to fully abolish parking minimums. So previously zoning regulations required that any new residential developments were to have one off street parking space per unit. And this was forcing developers to either get to create all that off street parking or go before the BZA for a variance, which can, which can get tricky, especially with neighbors. So the hope is that this will reduce costs, building costs and, and possibly hopefully increasing the number of units that can be built on a parcel. So Cambridge now joins Minneapolis, San Francisco, and Nashville, Tennessee, and fully having abolished parking minimums. And then also after Monday night, two more cities in the U.S. Um, eliminated their parking minimums, Culver City, California, and Lexington, Kentucky. So it, this um, idea and momentum, or this idea really seems to be gaining some momentum across the United States as people look to add tools to their toolbox to create more housing and decrease the costs of creating that housing through any zoning that might be impacting those uh, specific goals. So as we know, the housing crisis um, is acute right now and it's not gonna be solved by one thing, but there's lots of different ways that we can pull at this puzzle piece um, to help create more housing and, and really respond to the housing crisis that we're in right now. So that's exciting. And it's gotten a ton of national <laughs> media um, attention. And so that's been a little bit fun. It was such a long process to get here. I mean, I think you and um, Councillor Nolan and uh, our former colleague, uh, Councillor Sabrina Wheeler started this work last term. And then it was really brought forward by um, 
Councillor Azim McGovern and Zondervan this term. And, you know, it was voted eight to one uh, on Monday night. So that's exciting, getting something done. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, shout out to Jeevan, who also did a lot towards, you know, he was involved with the boards and commissions as well. And um, so, you know, I think people are like, how did it happen so quickly and easily? And it's like, actually, a lot of this stuff, the conversations on some of the work starts, you know, 2018, <laughs> especially with uh, the boards and commissions, all the meetings, you know, that we had. And so policy takes a while. Yeah, the pace of government is is quite slow sometimes. Yeah. Uh, we It is Halloween on Monday and we do have a meeting. Uh, I'm not dressing up. Are you dressing up? Oh, yeah. Guess what I'm going to be? The mayor? <laughs> LOL, no. Um, no, what's my favorite animal? A cat? Yeah. You're dressing up as a cat? Yeah. Is anybody else dressing up? Yeah, my whole office is going to be an a- animals. Um, okay. So you should dress up. Um. <laughs> dress up. Oh my gosh, be a cat with me. Anyway, so we're actually, I'll tell you about the Halloween event later, but we do have a few citizen zoning petitions. Um, do you want to talk about those? Oh, yeah. So the, the agenda looks pretty light, except for we've got two citizen zoning petitions, one which is banning labs from business districts, which um, has been a, a hot topic of conversation uh, in the past couple of months. So this petition more clearly defines what is a lab and grandfathers in all existing labs that um, are in the, the zones that the petition is specifically calling out. I mean, the zoning petition looks eerily like a zoning petition that Councillors Zondervan and Councillor McGovern entered in a few weeks back. That petition, um, we had a lively discussion about it, and we ended up referring it to the Economic Development Committee for a f- fuller hearing and discussion before it went on to ordinance. Um, at that meeting, when we referred it, Councillor Zondervan kind of alluded to the fact that the process, that process, you know, he was not in favor of sending it to Economic Development but that that process could be circumvented if a citizens, you know, you only need 10 people, um, 10 residents to sign onto a petition and file it. Um, So when that happens, the rules are that we immediately have to send that citizens petition to the planning board and ordinance committee for hearings. uh, And that's under a, a specific timetable to happen. So I'm not sure what happened there, but we definitely have a citizens petition uh, on for Monday night, and that will be referred to the planning board and ordinance. Uh, So I'm not actually sure what happens to the petition that's in that's been referred at this point, if that one moves forward. But anyways, I guess we'll talk about that on Monday night. Um, And then there's a second citizens petition, which is more targeted towards rezoning North Mass Ave to allow for greater height um, for commercial and housing and exempting um, ground floor retail and I think roof decks and patios um, from the FAR, which would allow for some greater flexibility. So again, there was a policy order a couple of weeks ago around looking to rezone North Mass Ave. So this seems to be another citizens petition that came forward um that looks a little bit like that so those are the two things i saw on the agenda for monday night that i think will be um kind of topics for conversation everything else was kind of um maybe people were like hoping to get out a little early on halloween (laughs) to give out candy they have kids so um i'm not i don't know how much top you know talking that will i don't know if people will 
calling in for public comment or if it, there'll be a, a discussion at, at council. So those are the only things I really saw on Monday night that I think are notable. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see what happens. Um, I, this week had a lot of school committee FaceTime. Uh, we had a Rista round table uh, on Tuesday night. Uh, there is a review of Rista done. Um, I'll say more about this. The, the report isn't available yet. It's coming back on Monday, but just, you know, we, you and I have talked about some of it, but our research program is really in not in great shape. And um, there's a lot of changes that need to be made. We do have a new RISTRA director. So um, she seemed great. I watched the meeting and I was like, who is this lady? She seems awesome. For sure. I'm, I'm excited to see uh, what happened, but I, you know, there's a lot to say in the report. Um, I'll, at our next next podcast, I'll share some more hi- highlights. Um, last night, we also had a retreat on target setting and what that looks like in the district. And ooh, that was a been a nice, great facilitator, but it was also very challenging because you know, as a school committee, it's like how do we kind of give recommendations on the target setting because it's such a kind of a technical. It's technical, right? Like there's these things called status improvements. You know, there's um, growth improvements. There's, and, you know, obviously 2019 picture versus 22 picture. And because of the pandemic, you know, students have lost so much learning and it's obviously reflected in the data. So then if you're setting targets, like what's, what's the goal, you know, what do you want to achieve? You know, there's attainable targets versus aspirational. And so half the committee is like, let's, everyone should be at hundred percent. Right. And then half, some half the committee is like, well, mathematically, you know, this is what Desi is saying. This is how much growth you can have in an area like math or literacy. Like it's like over three years, like their growth is like 1.0 to like two, depending on, what it is and um, so anyway difficult conversations what we landed on was that the district will come back with some target setting measures and uh, we'll get some feedback what's interesting to note is Desi is not setting targets for this year they're like we'll come back next year for some you know right now what we're recommending is districts just do a lot of reporting um, but there's no target setting and I think most of the committee was like, you know, I think it's important to at least engage in this exercise because we're going to have to do it anyway, part of the district plan. So anyway, that's a lot of details and people are like, what are you talking about? But it, it was a lot of school committee time this week, which was great. And also I leave these meetings and say, you know, are we ever going to close the gaps that exist in our school system? Yeah, I mean, I think what's hard is when you look at like the goals and they feel like, I mean, I understand the difference between like attainable and aspirational goals, but like when you're looking at like, we are going to have, I'm just throwing out a number, 40% of our third graders reading at a third grade level by third grade, you're like, is that, so we're putting that on paper and we're committing just having 30%. I'm just, I, again, I'm just throwing out a number. I don't have anything in front of me, but 
I just always find as a city councilor and as a mom, right, it is really hard to look at those numbers and then like see them break broken down by race. Yes. Yeah. And and what does that say about us as a community that we're like writing those numbers down and being like, yeah. So yeah, I I, under, I get that that's like a really tricky conversation. Um, and that no, totally, totally, and that's exactly what some of us kind of, you know did bring up of like and this and so more to come on that. All right. Well, um, well, there's a couple of we we also went to like a ribbon cutting, which was quite an event on Wednesday afternoon. The uh, 585 Kendall, which is the new biomed building, it's a 500,000 square foot, 16 story, speaking of labs, labs building, uh, proposed for the last remaining parcels in Kendall Square. Um, that the groundbreaking was on Wednesday, which means that we all got to wear hard hats and shovel fake dirt, <laughs> which is always like my favorite thing. Um, <laughs> but there was a big celebration um, on sort of next door where, I mean, I think I've never been to a theatrical production like that. It was so wild. Um, there was dancing, there was uh, tap dancing, there was music. Uh, it was a really, it was kind of a fun event because in the base of that building is going to be a huge labs or um, art space, um, which is really exciting. When we did the mayor's arts task force in 20. 19, one of the things we really, you know, really looked at was we're not creating enough art space um, to either make up for what was lost or even to like, you know, add on to what is here. So um, Biomed Realty really engaged with the community to find out what we needed here. And it's really exciting. Um, There's going to be a 300 seat performing arts theater, uh, but there's also going to be a ground floor area where the community is going to be welcome. They're going to do programming. There's going to be studio space for artists, um, low cost studio space. Uh, and they're really committing to this whole idea that, you know, it's a space for community, it's a space for arts. Um, and then on top of that, it's going to be a space for science. So it was, it's, the, I have to say this is, you know, I'm not, I don't usually get excited about buildings being built, but I, I am really excited about the arts component and the community piece of it. I think, you know, that's going to be great. And then there's some environmental aspects of it too it's actually going to be the first lab building, I think, ever, anywhere, um, that is just powered on steam. It's not going to have any natural gas hookups whatsoever. Um, and for labs, that's like a huge, um, that's huge. So that's really exciting. And we had, that was a really fun event. Um, so that, uh, that happened on Wednesday. And did you have a big festival this past weekend? I did. Uh, it was, and at first, I want to say you were really involved in making sure Biomed what did all this. So kudos to you. Um, it was fun to be there, and um, the orders were really good. <laughs> <laughs> and like I was that person, I took home. They had like these little pants to take home, like succulents. And I, everyone, a lot of was just like, "How are you taking four right now?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I dropped. I wish I had taken more than one because I dropped mine and it broke. Oh, no. I know. Very sad. Yeah. So, yeah, last weekend I was really busy. We had our, like, first citywide, the Bali Festival. And the Bali was this past Monday. But on Sunday, on Saturday, we had, um, from, like, 12 to 1, we had performances in the downstairs space of the library. There was, like, MIT Bhangra. There was 
um, you know, some other musicians. Uh, and that was really fun. And then from one to three, there was a whole festival on the library lawn. We had a food truck. We had Antonio's Pizza. We had um, a DJ playing all South Asian music. We had henna artists. We had a big bouncy hall. It looked people. so fun, the and pictures. We, yeah, we had, like, also, like, Rangoli, all the chalk people. It was just so fun. Like, we had, like, over 300 people come. Uh, oh, wow. It was, packed. it was really packed. So, anyway, that was that was really fun. Um, and then this week, we have some fun events, too. Yeah, so tomorrow, um, we have a Cambridge bike give back giveaway at um, the Fresh Pond Apartments from 10 to 12 noon tomorrow. Um, So I think, I don't want to spoil anything, but I think there's about 50 bikes that are being uh, brought over to (laughs) the Fresh Pond Apartments tomorrow. So I'm hoping that um, lots of kids and families come. The Peabody bike bus actually starts at the Fresh Pond Apartments every Friday morning at 820. And they've never had any um, students from the towers actually join in. And so we're hoping that, you know, being on site, getting, um, some kids, their bikes, we can get some kids from, uh, 362, 364, uh, Ranjav to like join in on the bike bus. It's so fun. It's so fun. This morning, there was about 40 kids out there and their families. So I get it sometimes. You, it, it, I almost went this morning, but, um, I just like could not get out of bed, depression, depression, anxiety, but, um, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to do it again soon. Cause it's, it puts a smile on your face the whole day. So that's, that's tomorrow, um, from 10 to 12. Um, so come and join us. Or if you know any kids or families in, um, North Cambridge, send them on over to the French pond apartments tomorrow, grab a bike. Yes. And then also Halloween, speaking of Halloween events. Inman Ween, is that how you say it? Inman Ween, yep. Inman Ween is tonight. So trick or treat at your favorite Inman Square local businesses. That starts at three. Uh, there'll be a sign in the window so you know where to stop. There's going to be some spooky activities in the East Cambridge Savings Bank parking lot. Halls, Halloween crack, crafts, <laughs> Halloween crack. Oops. <laughs> That's um, a different party. That's <laughs> a different party. <laughs> crafts with Alex makes art um and then that's at 4 6 p.m there's a film um i think it's goosebumps and then 8 p.m there's going to be um there's going to be a beer garden and some blankets and there's going to be a scary movie i think it's like the adult version like the adult scary halloween movie okay well i'll be over there i'm going to probably stop by at the 6 p.m one um it's one of my favorite events that's in my neighborhood. And if you yeah. have kids, definitely stop, you know, stop by, do the trick-or-treating. It's a beautiful day. I think it's supposed to rain on Monday. So today is the day <gasps> for the trick-or-treating. Rain Monday? Yeah, I think so. Well, we ha- are supposed to have a Halloween event from four to six on Monday. On the well, now it just looks, it, now it just has a cloud. So you okay. might. So four to six Monday. Please bring your trick-or-treaters. We're also going to have apple cider donuts and other <gasps> Those are my favorite. Those are my favorite. Um, you'll come see me dressed up and make tea. As a cat. Maybe Alana. Uh, <laughs> so that's, that's uh, Halloween. But well, you, you I have can- an event Yeah, on Sunday. Speaking of dressing up, I am going to dress up on Sunday 
and it is going to be a surprise what I am because it is also going to be a surprise to me. Um, I haven't decided yet. So this Sunday, October 30th, you can join me and Councillor McGovern and the group at um, Cambridge Family Rides as we serve as honorary marshals of the second annual Halloween family bike ride. You can meet us at the Seckler Play Lot on Memorial Drive at 9.30 a.m., which if you don't know where that is, it's like down near 1010 Memorial Drive with your bikes of any kind, your costume, candy to give out, and a bag or bucket to collect all your goodies. So you won't want to miss this trick-or-treating, the costume fashion show, and of course the main event, which is a bike ride around the Charles River Loop. Um, So definitely, if you have kids, come out on um, Sunday morning. It's going to be sunny and 64 and beautiful. And um, I guess Councillor McGovern has not been on a bike in, he said, decades on Monday night. So I hope he's out there practicing. Um, but if you want to see Councilor McGovern on a bike, come on out on Sunday morning. Yeah. Wow. That'll be something. Um, well, I hope that goes well. Yeah. All right. So I think that's our podcast for this week. I hope everybody has a safe and happy Halloween and that you get lots of candy and apple cider donuts. Um, but we will see you soon. Yeah. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye.